Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donneron Monologue Podcast. I am your uh, solo host, as always, Bo. And uh, before we get into the subject matter for today, I just want to, again, thank our longtime sponsor, big supporter of the show, Ashley Luann K. You can follow her on Instagram, at the Minnesota Nurse, all lowercase. And uh, go check her out there and check out her feed. Uh, she's got a really cool nursing feed there. And uh, I'm happy to endorse the uh, endorse the feed because uh, my wife is a nurse, so that's something that's kind of close to me. Guys, today we're going to... Uh, I'm not going to teach you about this. I'm not going to tell you what this thing is because the whole world knows what this thing is. Uh, we'll be talking about it all week, but I'm just going to speak about my personal experience with it. We're just going to go with that um, because it, it's honestly, it's it's changed my life and the way I interact with the medium of video games, the medium of uh, fantasy literature, and uh, a lot of things, really. We're going to be talking about Warcraft this week. We are approaching the one-year anniversary of WoW Classic, and uh, actually, I'm excited to announce I'm going to be doing a new segment. I am leveling a tune from 1 to 60, one year into World of Warcraft Classic. Guys, it's changed a lot. Uh, those uh, those low-level zones are not jam-packed anymore. That general chat is not blowing up in the uh, level 1 areas anymore. It's I'm already noticing a lot of differences, but... It's still WoW Classic. It's still better than retail, baby. So um, today we're going to talk about my introduction to Warcraft. So the year is 1995. I'm a wee lad uh, of, uh, I was, let's see, in 95, I was either either nine, I was either eight or nine, depending on when in the year this happened. I don't remember exactly what time of year this was, but um, my dad, uh, Pop, he went to Evansville, the, uh, the, the hub city of our uh, little neck of Indiana, and he was going to buy a big screen TV, and my mother was excited all day about this. And this is back in the day when you would spend all day in Best Buy buying a large appliance. I could walk out of there with a computer right now in like a half, like 15 minutes. But back then, you spent time doing this. I don't know what you were doing, but I think it's just because people weren't as uh, well-versed in these uh, as they are now, but anyway, dad went to buy a big screen TV. He came home real late at night. He walked in with a box that was not, that was pretty big and heavy, but it was not big enough to hold a, uh, big screen TV. And he's like, I called an audible. I bought a computer. My mother was devastated. She sat down at the table with a diet Coke and just Stared at the uh, the standard sized uh, TV on the wall, uh, not on the wall. Good lord, this is nineteen ninety five. On the TV stand, just knowing that she would never have a big screen TV, like that was her one chance, and it's just gone. She never did get that big screen TV. So me and Dad spent all night working on this computer. We we set it up together, and uh, I remember we spent hours trying to get Windows to shut to shut off. We just wanted to close. We just wanted to shut Windows. And um, uh, I remember my dad desperately speaking to the computer and just saying, shut the window <laughs> uh, very early into the morning. But so uh, this podcast, this, this particular podcast is going to be good memories with my dad. That's Warcraft 2 is good memories with my dad, pretty much. So uh, we've owned this for a few months. It's the early stages of 1996. Uh, gosh, the world in 1996. What a magical place in my neck of the woods. Uh, the Simpsons were a Sunday night ritual. 
uh, wrestling was getting really good. Uh, Nintendo 64 was looming at the end of this year. Uh, we were gonna get we were going to get the Nintendo 64. Everyone knew we were going to get it. Uh, there was a Super Nintendo in my younger sibling's room. There was a Sega Genesis in my room. We had a computer. We were the only. I was one of the first kids in my class to have a computer, and we actually had the internet at my house. It, it was crazy time to live through. Uh, I remember uh, one night my, uh, my 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 dad came home and he very commonly would bring floppy disks of games. This is how I got Doom, Jazz, Jackrabbit, all these really good old MS DOS games. My dad would bring them in, and we'd set them. We'd learn how to make them work, and he'd help me to play them. My dad does not play video games. He doesn't like video games, but he figured he was making me better at computers. He wasn't. He was making me better at video games, but that's what he thought he was doing. Either way, I could spend a lot of time with my dad. Well, one day he came home with a bought video game. He bought a video game. My dad never bought a video game for me. My mom might. Most of the time, uh, I mean, man, Adam, you remember when video games cost like 70 bucks back in the day? Like, they were more expensive than they are now. And these are, this is when things weren't as expensive. You mostly rent a game. So my, my, I never got a purchased video game just out of the blue. And my dad came home with Warcraft 2. I'll never forget it. It had a pirate staring down a green guy on the uh, cover. I'll never forget it. I had not read a bit of fantasy. I'd never read Lord of the Rings. I was 10, um, or 9 more accurately. I'd never played a video game like this. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, we, we got it installed. Dad helped me install it. But the best part, the best part of this whole thing, and uh, this is all mentioned in the book that we released, uh, our, our book, right here. Um, he know he noticed he know he knows what I, he know he knows what I'm getting at. Um, so uh, my my dad looked at when he when he got the game for me. I'm like, why why did you buy this game? I wasn't being ungrateful. I was just like, why this game? What's you know? I was wanting to know what's cool about it. And uh, he said uh, a, a guy that he works with who played video games uh, told him that it was a game that smart people liked, and that's why he bought it for me. Growing up in the Midwest with these old school boomer dads, that is what we called a compliment. <laughs> that is, you had to, you had to search for them. They weren't going to give them to you. That's a participation trophy, by God. No, you had to, uh, you had to really look for these things. And my dad was emphatically telling me by purchase, he went, and, he he just wouldn't look at me and say, "Son, you're really smart. I appreciate that." He had to go into Evansville, buy a video game, bring it home, put it in front of me. It's like, well, uh, they say, you know, uh, smart fellers are real good at this, so I figured. Uh, guys, that was honestly awesome. Uh, there were times being a teenager, because you remember what it's like being a teenager, you get very emotionally distraught at times. And uh, there were times when my dad telling me that he bought a game for me because he knew I'd like it because it's for smart people. It's time that actually... Really cheered me up, man. Uh, it still does to think about. It. it still puts a smile on my face. So anyway, we spend uh, quite a while trying to install this game. Game installations, you remember? They used, I mean, used to not be. A, yeah, used to not be a joke. You had to actually make some decisions when installing a game. Um, and in DOS, forget about it. You got to mount the drive, stuff like that. But um, you Steam kids don't know how good you got it. I tell you what. Um, you just buy it on a summer sale and it downloads. But uh, so we got the game installed. We got it running. 
and uh, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't running sideways. I wasn't in a first-person shooter. I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. I was totally lost. I could click this guy, and I could click him to move somewhere, but I had to go click a button. I didn't know what a hotkey was. It was a mess. And so my dad encouraged me. He's like, hey, the game came with a manual, and I pulled out this thick tome, and I I opened it up and immediately fell in love with Samwise and Chris Metzen's artwork. Uh, there was another artist in that book. I can't remember his name. But the artwork was just awesome. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. It was like a... It was like a... Yes, it was very... Uh, Chris Metzen's very, very inspired by com- uh, Western comic books. It just felt like a, a, a grown-up Disney. It, it, there was just something really cool about this artwork. And there was so much lore to chew and i i have i've always been an avid reader i i i read a lot i was reading you know novels at that age so i um got there's no way to say that without sounding pretentious either that is just ugh, i don't like the um oh yeah and he just pointed out there's a grand piano in the background i might as well have a sweater vest and a pipe at this point <laughs> the oh the ipa oh no oh it's a Naruto shirt. I'm still trash. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, we uh, uh, th- there there was such rich lore in this book, and I had never. This was my introduction to fantasy. I didn't know these were tropes. I thought this was completely original. I had no idea elves could be as tall as a human and fight. I thought they helped Santa. I had no idea, no clue. So this was my introduction to traditional fantasy, to heroic fantasy, and I fell in love with it. I was infatuated with it. Um, two classes that I love to this day. I play them all the time in WoW, and I play them uh, on the rare chance that I get to play d and I'm almost always a DM, but if I get to play d and I play them. I play them in Baldur's Gate. Ranger and Paladin were because of this book. Uh, I fell in love with the lore they had for the Paladin unit and the lore they had for the Elven Ranger. And I think the Elven Ranger is because I grew up in the middle of a huge woods. These uh, I grew up in. Uh, they're stripper pits, but mostly these are roads winding through these woods, and that that's where I grew up. So that sort of hit me real well, um, real right here. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, I sort of pounded on my heart a little bit. So uh, there was this whole new world, and I, again, I didn't know that traditional fancy was a thing. I didn't know that uh, Tolkien was a thing. I thought this was all completely original, and it was it blew my mind. And the the way it detailed what happened in the first game, the way it detailed what's happening in the middle and what's happening now, and there's the orc there's the orcish clans, there's the nations of there's the you know nations of and allies of the alliance and Lordaeron, and there's just so many neat things going on. And uh, I remember my dad asking me one time we were in his old blue truck. I think he was picking me up from school and we were driving home because uh, dad worked just down the road from me town school at the power plant. And we're driving home and he's like, hey, have you made any progress on learning how to play that game? And I'm like, oh, crap, there's a game. I forgot all about the game. I actually took the manual with me to school and read it on breaks and stuff or when we had free reading. And teachers would be like, that's a video game instruction book, Bo. That is not... You are not reading, Bo. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to. And they would look at it, and they'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, they would look at, like, the details. Like, when, um, oh, it's so good. I, oh, 
I still have my copy of the instruction manual. I'm going to read it when I go home after recording this. But I was like, oh, crap, there's a game. He's right. So I actually started learning how to play the game, and I started playing it. And my dad would watch me because, and I realized this later in life, he wanted to see me figure out the game because it was for smart people. And uh, I remember clicking on the units and then their sayings would just crack my dad up. He loved it, especially the human peasant. Loved the human peasant. On his, on his smartphone, he has a text tone that is the job's done. Loved it. Thought it was the most hilarious thing ever when he heard it. Um, in his garage, when he's working on something, he'll still say, more work, and like chuckle to himself. He loves that. He would ask me to just click on units just to hear what they said. Which so I would always go in a map editor to do that because I'm not losing a battle just because you want to hear something, you know, just because you want to hear something funny. Uh, it ain't the way this works, Pop. So I eventually figured this game out. I finished the Horde and the Alliance side. The Alliance is the canon ending. The Alliance wins the second war. They lost the first one. They lost it bad. And I just remember that's the proudest be- beating game still to this day. Because Warcraft was advanced for my age. I'm going to tell you that. And uh, like I said, this is mostly about memories of my dad encouraging me at a video game. Something that never, ever happened again. But there is something so cool about Warcraft 2 to this day. It is not the most advanced... uh, real-time strategy game you'll ever play. I, I'm very hesitant to tell you that it's a mind-blowing RTS. It was for me because it was my first RTS ever, but I still think it's a super classic game. It is loaded with charm. Uh, that Warcraft charm that's present in World of Warcraft that you're all familiar with, it's still there in Warcraft 2. That's the foundation of it. Um, the Every unit has something funny to say when you click on it. It's a pleasure to play to this day. It's actually available on GOG. I think you could buy it in the Blizzard Classic store, which it takes a little bit to find the Blizzard Classic store because none of those are on the launcher. But it may even be free on the Blizzard Classic store now that I'm thinking about it. But, uh, guys, and, and Blizzard was a really weird publisher in the 90s. There were Blizzard games for console. The Lost Vikings. Uh, Rock and Roll Racing was Blizzard. Was that the one? Yeah, rock and roll racing, uh, things like that. Blizzard was very small, and guys, the best part of Blizzard back then, there was no Activision. None. They hadn't come in and ruined everything yet. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me gush about this game that was so, I think I would say foundational. It was very foundational for me. And to hear about other games that were uh, foundational for for me, to hear about other games like that, I strongly encourage you to go to Amazon and buy our book. It's a really neat, light reading. I could see you reading it on the beach. Maybe, uh, you know, lay it out on the couch before you go to bed. Maybe in bed. What? Crush and Bush. Uh, Our Instagram... I posted a picture of me and Adam. Uh, guys, this is a great anecdote. Uh, you follow our Instagram. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, I posted a picture of me and Adam. Uh, 2014, 2015? Very early 15. I think it was July, 4th of July. Um, I had long hair. I was wearing a bandana. 
uh, my I had whole a hole in my shorts in my cargo shorts, and I was crushing a bush light, brother. Um, and uh, Adam was wearing a uh, a farming equipment. Beck seeds, sorry, uh, Beck seeds, a hat, and we were standing, in fr- we were posing in front of his Jeep, and it's the most hell yeah brother picture I've ever taken in my life. Like it is one hundred percent. And I basically said, "Don't ever tell, uh, tell us Donnarumma ain't Midwest." And one of the one of the hashtags was Bush Light, the most hell yeah brother page on Instagram. It's called Crush Bush Light Outside or Outdoors. Guys, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, but uh, this page liked it, and I think they started following us. Yeah, they followed us, and um, it, it's fantastic because this is all pictures of people fishing and grilling, crushing bush light, and they're following a bunch of nerds that are talking about how much they love their dad because of Warcraft Two. <laughs> um, but guys, we love you. We are still crushing bushes. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Adam keeps these in the fridge. Come by and have a beer with us. Uh, and it's almost always a uh, little Donnarum throwback here. A crisp, cool, refreshing bush light. Um, I miss opening the show with cracking open a bush light. Um, we just used to record a lot at one time. So I would open a bush light for everything we recorded. I would get pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty lit up by the end of that recording spree. But uh, guys... Be like Crush Push Light. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you, Even if you just like Bush Light and you have nothing else in common with us, that's proof that you can still like, share, and subscribe. Uh, it costs nothing to do that. Um, if, if, if you are in the mood to support us financially, we do have a Patreon live. We are developing awesome Patreon-exclusive content. Uh, we have a little cool page on our uh, a one of the channels on our uh, Discord is fully dedicated to our Patreon subscribers, though we are active on every channel. Speaking of that Discord, hit us up there. We're having a lot of fun at Discord. We watched a hell of a Pokemon match the other night. Um, two two true titans of the Midwest faced off. Um, we're excuse me. Bleh, speaking of Bush Light, uh, guys, we're just having a lot of fun. We really are. Uh, our merch page. Check out our merch page because we have an awesome, awesome T-shirt inspired by something that I'm not going to say because we've already had trouble with it. Um, but you'll immediately know what it's inspired by when you see it. Uh, guys, we're we're having a blast, man. We're on a... We're on a watch us rise from the ashes. Um, so, guys, until until tomorrow... Thank you so much for listening. We'll we'll see you again.